hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Second Look, the show from Outset, where we take a second look at things going on, at issues in politics and in culture. And it has been a long time since we had a show. (sighs) I missed doing this so very much. But let me tell you. I am exuberant, I am thrilled, excited, positive, optimistic, and otherwise happy on today's episode because I graduated. (laughs) If you follow me on Twitter or if we're friends on Facebook or something, you might have seen that I graduated this weekend. That was honestly... A little bit of a surprise. (laughs) I knew I would graduate eventually, but I didn't know when, and I'd been trying to graduate this semester. But I didn't get confirmation that I could graduate until pretty close to the end of the semester. So I didn't really have time to, like, process the fact that I was graduating until it was happening. (laughs) If... College was kind of a real struggle for me, and so I'm I'm really happy to be done. Um, I don't know exactly how life is going to look. I, I'm graduated. I don't have a full-time job. Um, I'm looking to start up some new things and also uh, devote more time to this podcast. And then my wife and I have a blog. If you want to know more about that, you can check my Twitter page. Um going to devote some more time to that too, but I am very excited to be done. And also, I'm excited because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm recording this on a new microphone. Uh, We had Christmas a little bit early with some of our relatives, and um, one of them was kind enough to give me this beautiful new microphone that captures the rich tones of my voice um so yeah let's just move on from that uh, i'm also very excited because it's christmas this week merry christmas to you um yeah my i'm gonna get together with all of my siblings and parents and grandparents this Christmas. I'm really excited and happy about that. My personal favorite holiday is Thanksgiving, but I get more excited about Christmas, if that makes any sense. I like Thanksgiving because it's so thoughtful and contemplative, but I like Christmas because uh, it's fun to give gifts, it's fun to uh, get together, and most of all, because as a Christian, I'm reminded of Jesus's birth on this earth, and that is just so cool. It never gets old to hear about, to think about, to talk about. So I get really excited about Christmas, and I hope you do too. So, what are you happy about, dear wonderful listeners whom I haven't talked to in so long? Um, Tell me on Twitter, at BGreenAZ. Tweet, Benjamin, I am happy about fill in the blank. Now, a lot has happened since we last chatted. 
I was having a hard time settling on things to talk about in this podcast episode because so much has happened. But I think what I'm going to address today is cults of personality. Cults of personality, it's so funny because almost everybody hates them. And quite often people don't realize they're part of one. (laughs) Uh, Whether behind a celebrity or a politician or whomever, cults of personality are kind of dangerous. They cloud your thinking. Um, You start... It's kind of like a cognitive bias. We talked about those in an episode a while back. You you start to defend the person at all costs, at the expense of your ideas. If you've been on Twitter and politically active over the last, say, oh, I don't know, eight months or so, you've heard of C.J. Pearson. Now, CJ is a 13-year-old. He was 12 when he started doing things. Um, From Georgia, who got famous by yelling at President Obama, saying he didn't love America. And enjoyed that fame for a while. Got some attention from presidential candidates. Endorsed Rand Paul. Unendorsed Rand Paul endorsed Ted Cruz, started working for the Cruz campaign, unendorsed Ted Cruz, and now has endorsed Bernie Sanders. In all this time, we find out that CJ um, criticizes Facebook for supposedly shutting down his page because of conservative ideas, when in reality he was just too young to have a page. Um... He lied about being blocked by the the president's Twitter account and um, accused Oliver Darcy, a reporter at The Blaze, of publishing a hit piece on him. Um, all sorts of wonderful things. There are some sketchy allegations regarding a GoFundMe account. CJ's only 13. Um... He half the time demands he be treated as an adult, and half the time he demands he be treated as a kid. So, for this, I'm just going to acknowledge that he is a kid, and then treat him like an adult. (laughs) CJ is 13. I made a lot of dumb mistakes when I was 13, and I am very, very, very happy my parents didn't let me make a YouTube account. When I was 13, (laughs) I, if I had been broadcasting my political thoughts at 13 to the world, I would be so flip floppy and inconsistent. And I'm really glad I didn't make some of the mistakes that CJ has made. Now, with that said, he acts like an adult online. He has taken an official role in two political campaigns So let's treat him like an adult. What adult do you know 
who would be like a political commentator who then gets hired by a campaign and then hops to the next campaign and then hops across party lines and gets a third campaign job. I think the campaigns would probably stop hiring him if he were an adult. Also, if CJ were an adult, he would be able to be criticized. Now, I say this carefully because CJ's Twitter account, if you frequent it, it should remind you a lot of a certain presidential candidate's Twitter account with some really funny hair, if you need a clue. Um, That man, I do not consider to be an adult. He may have the age of an adult, and in private, he may act like an adult, but in public, he acts like, well, a (laughs) 13-year-old. So, why do I say all of this? Why even talk about CJ? I've never met CJ. I, I don't know him personally. CJ had, and still has, a cult of personality. For a long time, that was coming at him from the right. These days, it's coming at him from the left because he is now a Bernie supporter. But he has fans who are willing to defend him no matter how many times he lies to them, no matter what he does. And and it's unhealthy. It's not good for CJ, it's not good for those fans, and it's certainly not good for the political campaigns that he is a part of and then no longer a part of. He says he's a Bernie Sanders supporter to stay, but, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see on that. So, moving on from CJ, I referenced a minute ago Donald Trump. Donald Trump very much has a cult of personality. He, there are so many people who support Donald Trump just because, quote, he isn't politically correct. First of all, first of all, there is a huge difference between being politically correct and being rude. Donald Trump is repeatedly rude and obnoxious. He is also not politically correct. But political correctness doesn't have anything to do with insulting people. Political correctness has more to do with speech codes and words you can and cannot say. I I am continuously baffled by the number of smart people I know who are drawn to Trump. It really is a cult of personality. He can say anything that he wants about eminent domain. He can say anything that he wants about Muslims or Mexicans or anything, or the Clintons, and he gets away with it, no matter what. So I paused recording there for a while because the my apartment complex landscaping people apparently decided to run the leaf blower right now, but I'm tired of waiting for him to finish, so I'm sorry you might get a little leaf blower noise in the background. Um, let's see, we were talking about Donald Trump. 
And cults of personality. A cult of personality is a problem because it it has idealized images of a person. And people are inherently flawed. Anytime you elevate someone to to a level that's above what you would elevate anyone else. Anytime you say, this person is better than other people, therefore I will follow them, that's an unhealthy mindset. And that is the mindset behind every cult of personality that's ever existed. Whether it's like a big legally enforced one, like dictators like Joseph Stalin or Kim Jong-il, or whether it's just a little one that arises naturally, like that 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 kid who was a target cashier, <laughs> or um, uh, and and went viral overnight, or like a celebrity, like say I don't know Justin Bieber or um, uh, uh, Stephen um, Taylor Swift. Um, so so cults of personality are really just unhealthy and ineffective. One of the biggest, most pervasive, most detrimental personality cults that I know of is that of Ronald Reagan. Don't get me wrong. I think, looking back, Reagan was a great president. I would have voted for Reagan in a heartbeat. But, it's time to move on. I'm tired of the presidential debates being a Reagan mantle-grabbing contest. There will be no second Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was Ronald Reagan. He lived, he was governor, he was president, he was an actor... He died. Ronald Reagan is not with us anymore on this earth. Ronald Reagan is not going to reappear as Ted Cruz or Donald J. Trump or Rand Paul or Jeb Bush or anybody. Neither is Margaret Thatcher, Carly Fiorina. She's gone too. We hold Reagan to this impossibly high pedestal level. Reagan was a man. He was just a human being. He had strengths. He had flaws. He was, I believe, a good president. He was good at working with Democrats. He was good at being conservative. He was excellent at talking to people, at communicating. So... It's good to look for those qualities in someone else, but we have, within conservatism, within the Republican Party, there is this huge problem in that everyone's always looking for the next Reagan. And so we get so stuck in the 1980s that we can't focus on the things of today. It's not healthy. 
So I make no secret on Twitter and on this show and in real life that I am a Rand Paul supporter. I have donated to his campaign. I wear a Rand Paul t-shirt. I talk to people about Rand Paul and what he stands for. I have not... I, I've not come out and said, like, yes, Rand Paul is the man. He's the one who will bring this country back and blah, 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 blah. Rand Paul's a pretty good guy. He He's a senator that I have been very pleased with his voting record in the Senate. I agree with his stances on most things, Uh I believe he has the most reasonable foreign policy out of the entire current GOP field. Rand Paul is not perfect. I will not defend Rand Paul at all costs. I disagree with Rand Paul on some things. I... Well, for one thing, I think Rand Paul has been a really bad candidate. (laughs) He... I I love the man for his convictions and what he stands for, but his campaign, he has a very strong campaign organization, a very strong digital presence, thanks to the one and only Harris Media, but but his his campaign is kind of a flub. It's really not getting much traction, but I don't really understand people who are willing to defend a candidate at all costs because those candidates are human. I was talking to a friend just yesterday. Uh, This friend is a Rubio supporter, but not a Rubio diehard, and they were sharing with me one of their frustrations about him. And um, it's so critical that we not elevate these presidential candidates to a small g godlike status. This kind of happened to Democrats in 2008 with Obama. He was um, portrayed as this almost messianic figure, hope and change and a fundamental transformation of America. And a lot of Democrats are really upset with President Obama. They have not been happy with the way things have turned out. They've been disillusioned as things haven't changed for the better, as their hope in this one man was unfounded. All of this goes to say, Stephen wrote a piece here at Outset Magazine a while ago, after C.J. Pearson had um, announced that he was renouncing conservatism. It was a really good piece, and it was about how we need to prop up ideas and not people. And if I remember, I will link to this in the show notes. If I forget, you can find it on Outset Magazine. It's called Column. Here's what C.J. Pearson can teach young conservatives. Ideas will outlast people every time. Look at Karl Marx, how his ideas have lasted. Look at um, the Founding Fathers, how their ideas have lasted. I mean, that goes back to John Locke. That goes back to the Renaissance. I, 
Ideas will outlast you. Your ideas will outlast you. Whether those ideas are religious and spiritual, whether those ideas are related to pop culture. Maybe you don't have all that much critical thought. You have ideas about... I I don't mean this as an insult. It's just maybe you're not interested in philosophizing. Maybe you're interested in finding out about celebrities and stuff like that. The, The ideas you subscribe to, the ideas you share with your friends and on social media, those are what will ultimately last. That's why conservatives and Republicans idolize Reagan. It's because he was Mr. Conservative. He had success with conservative ideas. The fact that Reagan's presidency has devolved into this huge personality cult where we say that those eight years in America were perfect and everything since has been awful. Yes, that is a bit of an exaggeration, but it's just sad. Uh, It's Reagan's ideas that made him strong, not his own humanity. Back in September, I wrote a piece um, asking people to stop calling me a conservative and announcing that I was leaving the conservative movement. I have, over the last three months, done a lot of thinking about this. I am happy that I left the Republican Party. I would be open to joining the Republican Party again someday, but as it stands right now, I have no personal desire to be affiliated with the GOP. I am happy that I have changed my focus from um, trying to advance conservatism to trying to advance unity. I I have some plans. Um, we'll maybe tell you more about them on the show in the future, but I'm I'm really excited. I there I believe in conservative ideas, but it's not my calling to be the one going out there and spreading those ideas. Um, there are other people who are much better at that than me, and I hope those people do continue to do it and excel at it. I'm thinking right now of Turning Point USA and all of my friends who are associated with that organization. They're very good at going out into college campuses and places and spreading those conservative, sometimes libertarian-leaning ideas. Um, but... I've reached the point, I think, after about three months of separation, where I'm happy to be referred to as a conservative or a libertarian again. If I'm going to be honest with you, this was probably influenced, at least to some degree, by CJ's brief stint as a, oh, I have no label person. Um, I have no... Let me let me just say this for a second. I have never met CJ, so I don't want to be too harsh against someone I've never met. That feels mean. That feels unfair. Um, but CJ's actions do often cause me to pause and consider my own. 
Um, so yeah, let's just leave it at that. I'm I'm happy to be called a conservative, to be called a libertarian, but I I feel like right now our political discourse is so broken that we can't focus on that. I can't. I personally can't focus on that because political discourse for a long time was was all right. We'd have two parties and they'd work together and there have been good times and there have been bad times. Um, but as we've progressed and especially with the rise of social media, civil discourse is anything but civil. There is complete and utter dysfunction between the two big parties and complete and utter dysfunction within those parties. So much to the point that the Republican Party's most qualified crop of candidates ever have been part of a primary process that is just about who can yell louder than everybody else. Who can call more names? You're a neocon. You're an isolationist. Who can um, better criticize Donald Trump or defend Donald Trump? It's all about Trump. It's all about yelling. It's all awful. (laughs) It drove me out of the party, quite frankly. This may not seem like a cohesive or coherent episode. I do think that civil discourse is at the core of our problems politically, and I also think that cults of personality are the biggest problem with civil discourse right now. More so than partisanship, more so than anything else. It's these personality cults that won't go away. So I hope that listening to this episode, you come away determined to check yourself. Make sure you're not part of a cult of personality. Make sure you're not... You're, you're weighing people based on ideas, based on the substance of their ideas, not based on what they say, whether they're politically correct or not, whether they claim the mantle of Reagan, whether... They like cats, whether they like dogs. I don't care what it is. Make sure you're behind a candidate for their ideas. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Second Look. I really hope you enjoyed it. It was so good to be back. Make sure you give a follow to at Outset Magazine on Twitter and my awesome editor-in-chief at Stephen with a PH underscore Perkins. You can follow me at VGreenAZ. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Tweet me, tweet Stephen, tweet Outset. Comment on this episode at OutsetMagazine.com. You can also subscribe to this and all the other Outset podcasts in iTunes. Um, and I hope you'll rate this episode. Give it five stars if you liked it. It really helps us to gain some exposure there. Uh, with that, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening, and have a Merry Christmas. <laughs>